the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. We call it Epcot. Welcome to Three Guys and the Mouse, Season 1, Episode 17. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up guys? And Hunter. Hey. And on today's episode, we'll be talking to you guys about a little bit of Star Wars news and some Disneyland news, and then we'll be moving on to our main subject, which is what's wrong with Epcot's Imagination Pavilion. So here we go. So first things first, like uh, it has been for the last month or so, (laughs) we're going to start off with some Star Wars news for you. So Star Wars The Force Awakens is actually about to hit a huge milestone, uh, one that only two movies before have hit, which is they're about to cross $2 billion worldwide. Um, This is actually pretty awesome news, but uh, Star Wars is currently sitting at $1.983 billion, so by the end of this next weekend it should be hitting... $2 $2 billion, which would mean it now joins the uh, two other record holders, which are Titanic and Avatar. How do you guys feel about $2 billion of Star Wars? Well, $2 billion, huh? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be $700 million more to uh, match uh, Avatar, but it doesn't look like that'll happen because, of course, the other bit of news is that Amazon had released that uh, the Blu-ray for Star Wars The Force Awakens would come out on April 5th, and then the next day they had to actually pull it down. But the thing is, is that once people saw that, everyone just went crazy. Like, the internet was like, yes, now we can finally own the movie. Uh, How do you guys feel about um, an early release for this movie? Uh, Yeah, I'm actually excited. I was a little little shocked because I honestly thought they would try and pull for, for a little extra time in the theater before releasing it, but... I'm actually excited, just as excited as everybody else is, you know, about this early release date, if it does, in fact, release then. Well, um, I know that, you know, in Target, there's, like, a little special edition you could buy. You could pre-order it. Um, we only have, like, maybe five or ten copies, but uh, with Amazon, I know they're going to have, like, a couple more things in it, but I'm, I'm excited also. Yeah, like, uh, I know a lot of people are saying that it seems very soon. But um, it kind of goes down to, like, uh, you know, I would love to see Star Wars take down Avatar. But as we've said before, Avatar, to hit its $2.7 billion, it was actually in theaters for over a year to hit that. And the thing is, is it's like, Disney doesn't care to have this movie in theaters that long. And, you know, I, I would say, I think if it sat in theaters that long, it would possibly cross it. But I think Disney's thing is they're like, you know, we've got the money, but we want... It out on Blu-ray, and we want people getting excited for the next mm-hmm. one that comes out in December. Of course, you know, they're not doing the Avatar thing. Oh, we're going to make another sequel in eight years. Um, I still have hope. I, I think they're going to be Avatar. Mm-hmm. I, um, I will say, I think Titanic is a more, like, uh, an easier goal. Because, like, what? Avatars are, like, I think... Or, Avatar. Titanic is that, um, I think it's, like, two point. Two billion or something like that. So I'm like, I, I see it crossing over that, but yeah, the Avatar one, it's like it just has to sit in theaters for too long, and they're not gonna let it happen. But here's the thing: is like, I, I hate how everybody's like, she told you when it happened. I'm like, yeah, but both those movies ahead of it, 
they had multiple releases. And yeah. Like, Titanic did, what, two additional releases, one of which being that 3D event. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it would be cool. You know, they might do a re-release of Star Wars Force Awakens before uh, Episode Eight comes out, which I know if they did that, I would definitely be there to see it. I mean, when when I had heard about the Star Wars mega event where some theaters, there weren't that many, but some theaters did the, you know, you could watch all six and then see the new one. I would have done that if uh, I could have, but of course that was like a whole day of watching. But, I, like, if they did like a double event where they were like, oh, uh, watch The Force Awakens into uh, episode eight, I would be like, I'm down. I'll be dressed up as uh, Old Man Han. <laughs> uh didn't we saw that in Toy Story 1 and 2, right? Yeah. We mm-hmm. saw, uh, I saw Toy Story 1 and 2 in 3D, and then, um, the next, it was like the month after, they came out with, uh, Toy Story 3. Oh, no, no. Actually, it came out, that was in October, now that I think of it. The Toy Story 1? Yeah. Uh, 1 and 2 was in October, and then the next year is when 3 came out. But it was, like, to get you pumped up for the next mm-hmm. movie. Well, I also remember seeing, uh... Toy Story 3, they had a big sign, they're like, you can do a triple feature. We have yes. two intermissions. I was like, why can't we do this? Yes, that's true. They they did have some theaters that did that. Actually, you know, come to think of it, have you guys seen any of the, like, rumors about the Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Yeah, I, I heard some rumors. I, yeah, I, I've seen some rumors that Darth Vader and Boba Fett are making a, an appearance in the film, which uh, people are super excited about. How do you how do you guys feel about connecting the Star Wars universe like this? It's smart, honestly. Uh, I, I mean, we were excited for Rogue One once we got the premise for it because we've said it before. We're like, so it's a heist movie set in, in you know the galaxy far, far away. Like, I'm down, but having Darth Vader there by itself makes it worth it, or even more worth it. I, I will say, when I read that Darth Vader would be appearing in it. To me, it seemed, like, obvious, because it's like, for them to be stealing the Death Star plans, Darth Vader has to be present somehow. <laughs> like, there's no way that the Death Star plans are just being held, and, like, Darth Vader has... He's just, like, never around them. You know, I know it's been a while, but I think with Darth Vader, I think it's too soon. Like, too soon for me. You know, I don't know if you guys heard about this rumors, but I heard that Rey is uh, Obi-Wan's uh, daughter. Have well, you guys heard of rumors? Well, like yeah, it, yeah, I've heard. It's like things. that. I can't. Well, obviously, she can't be his daughter, but yeah, that he would uh, or she is like kin to him. So, like, the idea is that it's uh, his granddaughter, and, because you know he like had a family sometime before that. I, I'm a fan of this idea. I think it would be a lot better than just being like, by the way, it's Luke's daughter, because then it's like, oh, I mean, we all knew that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were like guessing that. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, like, back to the Rogue One, I I do think that Darth Vader, he should be present in it. Now, how big of a role he's in, I feel like that's where it gets into, like, some, you know, muddying. Because it's, like, I don't want him to have, like, a super big role in it. Because it's, like, I want this to be featuring new characters. But he does, like I said, he does have to be present because of what they're stealing. He has to be present in some form. And then Boba Fett... Boba Fett, I would love to see more Boba Fett. Especially, like, a Boba Fett, like, before you had, see, had seen him. It's just, like, you know, just tie, ties things in. Maybe he'll have more than, like, six or seven lines of dialogue. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it kind of reminds me, too, of, like, uh, you know, the Clone Wars and stuff, uh, or Star Wars Rebels, how it connects everything. Mm-hmm. Except this is, like, a better version. Like, one that I'll actually watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
I guess we'll move on from there. Um, so another uh, bit of like uh, news, which I'm actually really excited for, the uh, Disneyland app that you can uh, download on iOS actually just got a major upgrade where now it features PhotoPass on the app. And uh, as the Disney Parks blog puts it, you can link your photos, you can view and purchase your photos, and you can download and share them, which uh, to me it's like, this took way too long for them to finally do it. Um, I know we talked about this off mic, though. The one thing I don't like is that uh, you can purchase Disney Photo Pass one day, uh, which is, you know, for one day you can have the Photo Pass. So uh, you can go in the park, get your pictures with the uh, um, Photo Pass uh, people, and then you can download them. The price on this is $39 a day. What? And yeah. To me, I was just like, eh, it's a bit much to ask me to pay at once. I know um, we discussed this off mic, but uh, we were talking about, like, if it was, like, $1 or $2 for each download, that's where it'd be like, you know what, I might actually do this. Because it's like, if I could download the picture for even $2, I would do it. Like, for an on-ride photo, I would be like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And, And I know I mentioned this, too. Like, it reminds me of, like, Steve Jobs with the whole, like, iTunes thing where... Uh, you know, like, there was Napster and all that, and, uh, you know, illegal downloading of music, and Steve Jobs told the music companies, he was like, you know, I believe that if people are given the option to do the right thing, they're gonna do it, and that's why he said we should have people, we should make it available that people can purchase songs for a dollar, and, of course, they were like, no, they should have to purchase the whole album because they're idiots, but... Um, he, of course, won out, but to me, like, this is a great move into the, uh, like, in the right way, but then the, the price tag is a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we discussed it, and, uh, I said it, uh, if you're gonna do this one-day pass thing, I think 20 bucks is probably my limit for it, because, you know, if you're not an annual pass holder, what was it you said? It's about 150 to get into the park, and they're like, you want to spend an extra 40 yeah, <laughs> I know. Like um, one thing I was uh, I was just thinking about too is it's like thirty nine dollars for the Disney Photo Pass for the day. That means that when I'm in the park, I need to get like like I said like to me, photos really are not like that expensive. So it's like for me like a dollar or two dollars is around the price. At forty dollars, I'm gonna need to get every ride that has a ride photo on it, mm-hmm. and I would have to get like. I don't know, like, 20, 30 pictures. Like, it's just, like, the like the price doesn't equal the amount that you should be paying. And I know that they're probably basing it off the fact that, like, if you've ever paid for the PhotoPass, like, service, it's, like, $12 for a photo. But it's, like, no person in their right mind is doing that, especially for an on-ride. So it's, like, you know, it, it is a lot, like, to ask for it, like... For me to, like, actually feel like it was worth it, it should be, like, $20 seems more realistic. Yeah, yeah 20 bucks. <laughs> actually, I think 20 bucks is too much. I think, like, fourteen ninety nine will be a good price, but that's just me. Yeah. I, like I said, I think they would actually get more money if, uh, if it was that you download each picture, and each picture is, like, a dollar or two dollars, because it's, like... You're going to get them because, especially the on-ride photo, people love to share those nowadays. And it's like, if you offer it for $2 and you get the uh, animated magic shots and all that, it's just like, I'll pay the $2 Mm -hmm. for that. Like, you know, so that it doesn't have the little thing across it that has the numbers on it. Or, you know, at Disney World it'll say, uh, please purchase your photo or whatever. Like, 
I don't know. It is. It just reminds me of like uh, like my. This is like one of my problems with Disney is that their attitude like is so far behind things. Like for instance, this took way too long to become a thing, and I know we've discussed it before, but they were doing testing of uh, like a download. You know, download your ride photo service on Splash Mountain, and they like pushed it up. At one point, it was like eight dollars for the download, and it's like, in what world did you think people were paying eight dollars for a download? If I see an app that costs a dollar, I question if I really need this app. <laughs> they think I'm going to pay eight dollars for a photo? Like, come on. You, you know, it's sad because I think their thought process behind it is like, you know, you spend about twenty-two or so dollars for the packages to get your on-ride photo. They're probably sitting there thinking, well, eight bucks is a steal. Nah, no, I eight bucks. I'm still mad that you're that you're thinking I'm that stupid. <laughs> like you said, Josh, uh, like you're spending so much money just to get in the park. You just, you know you, you want you need more money to spend for that photo. Yeah, it's like um, for instance the whole idea that uh, that was going around a, a little while ago about having like oh you could purchase like a a separate thing and then you would get like a better experience. It's just like. Why would I ever do that? Yeah. Why am I paying this much to get in the park, and then you're asking me to pay more to get a better experience in the park? It's like, I'm not going to do that. And to me, like, this is just, like, this is just Disney showing that, like, one of their real weaknesses, which is that, you know, they don't seem to understand that, like, people pay a lot of money. And then especially at that, Disneyland is a local park. We're, we're locals. We're not paying $40 every time we go in there <laughs> for photos. That's not happening. So it's just, you know, to me, it's like, it's a real, like, downside to it. But I do like the idea that they're pushing forward with, like, allowing you to share it and all that. Yeah, it's good to see that they're finally taking those baby steps forward because, you know, it's yeah. showing us that you're trying now. Just bring down that price and yes. we'll definitely do it. We'll definitely buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, another little thing about Disneyland, I guess uh, shortly after our last podcast, they announced that the... Frozen show at the Royal Theater is actually going to be leaving, and Beauty and the Beast is uh, coming back on with Tangled. And, um, you know, I don't want to say it, but obviously they listened to us and uh, they decided to. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think us talking for, what, like the last 10 minutes about the photo passing, they might actually push forward with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got an upper hand here. They know. <laughs> No, but it, uh, it is cool to see that Beauty and the Beast is moving back in there. Especially since, you know, like, there's too much Frozen going on anyway. Um, and our last bit of news. So, uh, Disneyland announced that they're doing an annual Passholder Day, uh, AP Days, to celebrate the annual Passholders for the month of February. And um, here's uh, straight from the blog uh, and the Disneyland website. So, uh, be our honored guests. Prepare for festivities that add a little more magic to your theme park adventure. So join us through February 28th at Disneyland Resort uh, as we host play days filled with fun, surprises, and special events, especially for annual pass holders. The weekly themes will include Main Street to Mickey Mouse for February 1st to February 7th, Live the Adventure February 8th to February 14th, Fantasy and Fun February 15th to February 21st, and a World of Tomorrow, February 21st to February 28th. And uh, these are like some of the things you're going to get in it, though. They announced that you'll get a complimentary button that's uh, only for the annual pass holders, which this, as soon as we read this, we were all foaming at the mouth for this. <laughs> um, 
Continuous screenings of Disney animated shorts at the Main Street Opera House, Stage 17, and Blue Sky Cellar. Recipe cards distributed at Blue Sky Cellar and select food and beverage locations. Complimentary water and popcorn provided at the Main Street Opera House and Stage 17 during the event times. And my favorite one, a daily walk in waltz footsteps tour that uh, at a time reserved only for pass holders with them. <laughs> amenities include a special dessert and artwork because apparently Disney is super big on these special desserts that they love to do. Yeah. But uh, the pass holders also, res- uh, we get a uh, 15% discount on the price of the tour. Um, so how do you guys feel about AP Days? Oh my god, they're special for the event too. Oh, oh look at that. I'm sorry. George, <laughs> George just showed us a picture because um, today is February 1st, the first day of Main Street and Mickey Mouse. And George just showed us the annual pass holder button that they're talking about is actually special for each event. So the one that they get today actually says Main Street and Mickey Mouse and it has the storyteller statue on it. They're, oh my god, like that. Even better. They're special for each oh, event. Oh no. Now we gotta go once a week. Yeah. For the Apparently next we need weeks. to head out there right now. <laughs> I like how I like how they call it AP days. Yes. That's cool. This is a this is awesome because you know I I know we said it off mic you know but it finally feels like we're being rewarded for having these annual passes and not being shunned out of the park. Oh look at that. That's even better. <laughs> oh and they even have like a fun facts uh, little thing that they give you. Oh man, this is cool. Yeah, I li- I like this. Um, yeah, I'm. For me, like, I, I just love the fact that they're appreciating the annual pass holders. You know, we do pay a lot, and we go in a lot. So it's nice to see them, like, appreciate us. Um, I especially love that the, they're doing the special tour, though, for us. Because I know I said it off mic, but I'm hoping that this means that they're going to have, like, special stuff that they talk about that they normally don't. Since, yeah. you know, they know that we've probably done it. I like how they're giving out, uh, like buttons about uh the snow white the new ones coming out tomorrow yeah uh, that's pretty cool yeah i actually just read that the uh blue ra- the diamond edition <laughs> release of uh it's whatever but uh of snow white that comes out tomorrow that um it's actually gonna have a lost uh oswald short on it which i like it's good like I will say, for me, I don't think the diamond release is really worth it because it's like it's the same. It's a lot of the same stuff you already have if you have the previous Diamond release, but uh, the one thing I will say is that now you get a digital copy. That's the one good thing. So really quick, back to the uh, annual pass days, you know. These are all really impressive. I, I, I question the recipe cards, though, because I, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. It'll be like, here's how you make our churros, but I'm pretty sure at the bottom it says, we don't supply the magic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it probably won't taste as good with, uh, without you spending four bucks on it. Yeah, I I really like this, especially, like, uh, in the theme weeks. You can tell that it's a, it's supposed to be, like, each land of Disneyland. Because it's, like, Main Street, uh, obviously, yeah. is Main Street. But Live the Adventure is obviously Adventureland. Uh, Fantasy and Fun is going to be Fantasyland. And World of Tomorrow is obviously Tomorrowland. Yeah. But um, I I just like the whole idea of it. I mean, like... Yeah, like, buttons and stuff, those are cheap things that, when it really comes down to it, but it's, like, it's just nice to get that, you know, that feeling like they care. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, universal, when they do stuff like this, like, no one gives a crap because no one's there. But, <laughs> you know, I agree with you, you know, and especially, we're paying so much money now they raise up the price, I'm glad they, at least, 
So, hey, we do care about you instead of, you know, ripping yeah. us off. Yeah, instead of trying to rip us off and <laughs> kick us out of the park. Yeah. You need to pay, uh, what, a few hundred dollars more if you want the pass you already had. Ridiculousness. Uh, I especially like the popcorn because I love Disneyland popcorn. I actually recently bought popcorn and uh, it was at the movie theater when we went to see Star Wars the last time. And I was so upset. Like, I ate it and I was like, this is not the popcorn I wanted. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, like I like we said a few times though. You know, for us, like this is a great event, and uh, you know we we love seeing them do things like this. It's kind of reminiscent to like uh, limited time magic, but uh, you know, I just like seeing that they're they're trying to you know mm-hmm. show you know that they uh, do appreciate us. <laughs> so that's gonna uh, do it for us for the news this week. And uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, for you guys our main feature, which is part of our. Uh, you know, uh, what's wrong, uh, whole series. So we'll be back in a second. Thanks. Boom. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. <laughs> Musical notes. What delightful melodies those will make. So now we're going to be moving on to our main feature, which is what's wrong with Epcot's Imagination Pavilion. Now, the Imagination Pavilion actually opened with uh, Epcot, October 1st, 1982. Um, There were some differences, though. When it originally opened, it wasn't called the Imagination Pavilion. It was instead called Journey into Imagination. And even though the ride wasn't actually up yet, they were still building it. They had uh, the Imageworks was open, and they had Magic Journeys, which was a 3D show showing inside of the theater. And, uh, of course, at the time, the, well, actually, the only sponsor this, uh, Pavilion's ever had is Kodak. Um, Kodak was the sponsor from opening until, uh, a little while ago when, uh, Kodak actually, you know, went bankrupt and, uh, could no longer sponsor the, uh, Pavilion. But, uh, you know, it was the next year that, uh, Tony Baxter's, uh, brainchild, uh, Journey into Imagination would actually come online, bringing us the iconic characters of Dreamfinder and Figment. Um, I know, like, we're not really, like, Disney World people. You know, of course, we're Disneyland locals, but we watched uh, the videos online, and, you know, uh, it's actually very disturbing to see, like, the difference. I know we were ta- we were just talking about this off mic, but, you know, the version of Imagination Pavilion that it is now is, like, so, like, kind of just, like, you know, garbage that... When I was just there for four days, we didn't go to Imagination at all. We, uh, I'll say that a little differently. So we did go to Imagination, but we only went there to see the jumping fountains. And that was just because I wanted to see, I wanted my daughter to play with them. That's it. We didn't go inside the store. We didn't ride the ride. We didn't watch the 3D, uh, the 3D, like, uh, Disney Pixar short film thing. We just went off. And, um, you know, like, that's the thing is, like, this isn't, like, a memorable area now. I know, George, you, you felt the same way, right? Yeah, uh, when we went, what, two years ago, we went to Florida, you know, it's been a long time since I went to Epcot, and uh, when I saw that place, you know, at, well, first off, it was, like, almost empty. I was like, what, what is this? Like, it looks like no one cares. Like, uh, right away, I just skip it, because, like, the way I see it, if I see a lot of people there, you know, and in my head, I could picture, oh, well, it's something, it's got to be something cool. But, I mean, since it was dead, I mean, I yeah. just walked away. I mean, well, when we went, we rode Journey into Imagination with Figment. 
But we literally we wrote it. We got off, walked straight through the image works and out the doors, and we just went on because we were just like, we're done with this. Like, th- that's the thing is, it's like nothing about it is memorable. I mean, uh, like, biggest thing of all, if you haven't seen it before, like, go on YouTube and search uh, "Journey into Imagination" the original version, and it's so good. Like, uh, my wife said it best. Like, she's like the characters, they're iconic and they're like memorable. Like. She said, like, you want to see more of them. Like, uh, one thing my wife actually pointed out was that uh, she thought Figment was a great character because Figment, as a character, he kind of represents the way you are. Because Dreamfinder is, you know, a character, he uh, he finds dreams and he creates imagination. But he already knows how to do all that. And we're on a level where we're like, we don't understand all of this that you're doing. And, Fig- and then he creates Figment. And Figment is like a childlike version of you. And he's being brought into this whole world of imagination and he's got a childlike delight about it and that's what makes the ride memorable and fun for you then you get the new version where he comes in kind of like he's almost like the bad guy of the story because he (laughs) just comes in to ruin everything that's happening and and he also comes off annoying (laughs) yeah i mean i wouldn't say bad guy like you said i think just annoying and becoming a little jerk yeah like I know George won't like hearing it, but to me, he's like Jar Jar. Like, you can tell that what they what they wanted him to be, but in actuality, he's annoying, and I don't want to see him. It's sad because I know we've discussed this before. There's a fine line between being funny and and out there like goofy and just being annoying, annoying like Jar Jar. And they found that line, and they didn't just cross it; they jumped over that line. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> It, it seems so odd, too, because Figment is such, like, a likable character in the original version, and then you go into the new version, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> like, who is this monster? <laughs> they should have left you where they found you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then, of course, like, I've said before, we're not big fans of, like, uh, theater show or of, uh, you know, shows, because it's just a screen that you see. But, um, you know, one thing I will say is, like, you know, this thing has never had, like, you know, great stuff. It's had, it had Magic Journeys, which was a Disneyland show. It had uh, Captain EO. It had uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It, it had Captain EO again. And now it's doing... Uh, now it currently shows the uh, Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival, which I'll give it, you know, after some thought. It is a good idea because uh, I know Hunter had said it earlier, but... It really, uh, it introduces the idea that they can, sh- uh, they can change out the show. And, like, when I was there, I saw they were doing three, uh, shorts. One of them was Get a Horse, uh, one of them was La Luna, and I forget what the other one was. But they had different times for each one, so they were changing them out through the day. So it made it so that, you know, you could come back to it. My thing, though, with that is it's like, it was so lazy, because it's like, I've seen these shorts. Mm-hmm. I don't care to see these again. Did they tell you, like, oh, come back in an hour and the show might be going? Uh, no, they, they had a sign out uh, front that showed which shows, uh, which uh, shorts they were showing, and it had times to let you know when they're showing them. Okay. Uh, you know, but like I said earlier, it is lazy, but at the same time, at least they're attempting to keep it yeah. semi-fresh. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um... So, like, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you guys, though, is, like, overall, like, you know, the Imagination Pavilion right now um, is, 
Like, the theme of it is the Imagination Institute, which is uh, what was brought in with the whole, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, because it was bringing in um, the whole Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, franchise, and it was to connect the Figment ride into it. Um, of course, like, a lot of people forget this, but Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was actually, like, a huge movie. So, like, that's why it was being brought in. I actually like that show. I will say, like, yeah, yeah, I remember funny. when it was at Disneyland... I will say that that was one that was like a guilty pleasure of mine. I would see that almost every trip. Um, and then, of course, like you get Captain EO, and I watch Captain EO, I think, twice. But, um, I watch it once, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, to move on from that, like, uh, so it's got the Imagination Institute as its whole, like, you know, combining thing. Um, do you guys think that maybe there should be, like, uh, an intellectual property, like a franchise or something being brought in? Or should they, like, kind of, like, go in a new direction? Or should they, like, kind of alter what they currently are doing? And I'll give you, like, a couple examples. I know I've heard rumors that uh, originally they were going to change it. And uh, they were actually going to take Figment completely out. And they were going to bring it as uh, Phineas and Ferb's Imagination Institute. uh, Which is also why the H&P, you know, World Showcase Adventure is there. But, um, of course, when that show ended, they uh, they decided to scrap that. But then I know a, a new idea that's been coming around is that Inside Out, they see that as, like, they could change over imagination to be uh, brought over as, uh, you know, journey, or, uh, well, I guess, journey into Inside Out. But, uh, like, the whole idea is, like, you know, Inside Out brings up the whole thing of you've got everything in it for imagination mm-hmm. in there, which I think would be pretty brilliant. But, you know, the main thing is I think they're going to still focus on keeping Figment there because the thing is is that Figment is a moneymaker. But, you know, what do you guys feel like? Where where would you like to see it go? Well, just really quick to, to you know, kind of catapult off your uh, your inside-out thing. There's a way you could keep Figment in this thing, you know? I know it sounds stupid. That's true, like bing-bong. Exactly. Could be like the bing-bong. <laughs> exactly. You just have him floating there. He's like, he, he's the figment of your imagination, you know? That, oh, yeah. That's that's a brilliant idea, actually, Hunter. I would. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And But, you know, I know if it was me, I, I discussed it earlier. I just give it a small facelift, maybe keep the uh, the imagination thing going up with it, because again, we watched that movie as a kid, and it was a pretty good movie, and the show was wasn't half bad either. Yeah, well, yeah, we were big fans. I will say we weren't big fans of uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but we love Honey I Blew Up uh, the Kid. <laughs> we love that movie, especially since he goes to you know Las Vegas, uh, which for us we're like, oh, this is our home, like. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a great movie, I must say. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, that that's you know my little thought pattern. If you're gonna, I would do the inside out thing, honestly, though. Yeah, I I feel like the big issue right now is that it doesn't have like a real idea, because you know originally with the Imagination Institute, it at least brought like a theme to the whole uh, area. But then when they changed it out, uh, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience with Captain EO, you lose that. And then, of course, with the Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival, that adds more confusion to what's going on in there. So I agree. Like, um, for me, I would, le- I would say I think it should be kind of a small facelift. I like the idea of the Imagination Institute. I would just like to see them, like, do more with that. But what do you think, George? Well, for me, I would like to do something completely different. I, I really like the idea if it will be uh, Im- Imagination with Walt Disney. Now, the reason why is because, like, the way I see it, if if you started on the ride, you know, in the beginning, you'll have, like, maybe Walt's 
desk or whatever drawing. And after that, like another section will be like uh, the three little pigs, like different characters, like moving around or whatever. Uh, you know, that's what I think. That that is a good idea. It keeps the Disney mm-hmm. idea of it, and then um, it introduces it, like you know, it teaches you about uh, you know creativity and imagination through someone you know, which is Walt Disney, like. I like that, like, you could start off with, like, showing him, like, uh, you could probably do, like, the sketchboard thing and have, like, Mickey Mouse being drawn on it, and, you know, it does present a lot of, uh, good things in there. Of course, I don't see that ever happening, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good idea, though. Um, like I said, though, I think for me, it, I like the idea of the Imagination Institute because it does bring, like, a whole thing to it. Now, for me, it would require, though, that you have to change some things out. For, first of all... Journey into Imagination needs to be changed, just flat out. I just, I hate the current version. I would like them, especially, like, it's cut in half right now. I would love to see them, like, extend that ride back out to its original length. Because, like, even if you did it as, like, the Imagination Institute thing, you could still do it like, oh, you know, we're going to help you journey into imagination and show you what imagination is like. And then... Uh, I will say, Hunter's idea with the um, Inside Out with Figment, that's actually perfect. Like, you could go in the little cars and you could be journeying into, like, you know, basically the uh, thought process of a person and their imagination center, but then you get joy, anger, <laughs> disgust, fear, and sadness, plus, uh, you know, a f- you know the Figment of imagination, which is Figment. Like, he, he's like the bing-bong, and, like, I love that <laughs> idea. Like, now I'm, like, I'm thinking it over just, like, that's such a good idea. Like, thinking of, like, the way the ride was, it would be so perfect to just see, like, them find, you know, Figment, and Figment is, like, introducing them to, like, you know, the creativity mm-hmm. of everything. Like, that would be a great idea. You know, one of the things I noticed is that, you know, since they update the ride, like, what, like, a couple of years ago, right? Like, they haven't, like, advertised, like, that much about that area, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is that I feel like they do understand that it's kind of like, and it's kind of like garbage right now. So I feel like if anything, Disney's kind of looking at it. I do know I've heard like a lot of rumors that imagination is like one of the things that they're looking at specifically. Like this needs to change. I know like another thing is that because of the Frozen ride that got pushed back, but um, you know their whole thing with uh, Disney World um, with um, was it. Uh, the the new uh, president of Disney World, his whole thing was that they needed new stuff coming in. And that's how you get new Fantasyland. You get Avatar Land coming in. Star Wars Land was announced. Epcot's has still not been announced, but a lot of people believe that, you know, the Epcot thing, it's because what it's going to be is it's going to be upgrading the things that are there. And we're getting little things right now, like you're going to get Frozen coming, uh, I think it's next year, um... This summer, we are going to get the uh, extended. Uh, you're going to get the extended theater, and you're going to get the new soaring over the world. But I do feel like you know, imagination really needs an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, like, I'm not a big fan of like IPs and all that. Um, you know, like I know we've said it before, Avatar. I don't care for it to be Avatar. I will say though, like, if it's their own IP, I'm fine with. I do feel like Inside Out is actually, like, uh, that's a memorable bo- movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see them doing that as its, uh, you know, theme, and it would actually work perfectly because, like, that's a movie people are going to still be watching. I know my daughter loves that movie, especially Bing Bong. And, you know, I could see it, like, uh, working out, like we already said. Like, that would be a perfect thing to 
bring everything together. Um, I know a big thing, too, is that they need a sponsor. Because that's, that's a thing that you need for everything, is you need a sponsor to bring the money in. And, you know, Kodak left as the sponsor, so it's like, who's going to come in now as the sponsor? Canon? Nikon? <laughs> come on, they do. They do, uh, all of the photo spots are now sponsored by Nikon, so they could do Nikon. Uh, you know, one, there's always one company that I, I usually associate with, uh, you know, sponsoring stuff, because I know that they do it with a lot of smaller stuff, is Microsoft. But here's my issue with this. I don't think you can, uh, I, and I know it's weird, but I don't think you should do it with any sort of electronic company that makes, like, tablets and stuff like that, because... That's what they're going to put. All that's going to happen is, yeah, they're going to be like, well, here's the Surface. Yeah. Play on this. Um, I didn't come here for that. <laughs> actually, you know, we I just agree. Thought, <laughs> I just thought, actually, a new one that they've really been doing a lot of business with that actually would, uh, I think, would do really well with this would be HP, because HP currently... Uh, I know in Epcot they uh, sponsored the, uh, not a good example, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the uh, Mission Space. But they also do the Launch Bay. So it's like, you know, you could get them in on the sure. Imagination. They would be a perfect example. You know, I know the uh, Imagineers listen to this, so they're, <laughs> they're definitely listening to our ideas. <laughs> can, can we please get a hat nod if, if any of this comes to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the thing, though, is like, of course, um, it's not as bad as, like, some other ones. Like, you know, I do love Land Pavilion, but I will say Land Pavilion's pretty, like, you know, like, that's that area really needs some work, too. I feel like that's the problem with Epcot in general, though, is that, you know, everything is uh, based on a sponsor being there, but then that sponsor doesn't want to, like, Help. upgrade anything. <laughs> so it's like, you you have, like, these rides going in there, and they stay there forever. You get something like, for instance, uh, Universe of Energy. Um, it's it's sponsored by uh, I don't even remember actually, but uh, you know that one like that ride's been like that since the '90s, and you can tell everything in it is aged. But they still won't upgrade that ride, and it's just like, dude, like we need new things. Do you you have to do upgrades? Like, if anything, they should uh, their sponsorship agreements should actually stipulate that every few years that they uh, go in there and. Not only do they, uh, you know, refurb the ride, I know that's in the contract, but it should stipulate that there will also be, like, up, uh, upgrades to the ride that come every so often, especially since technology moves so quickly nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, just a random question for you guys. Um, on, you know, the Figment ride, how do you guys feel about the outside, you know, like, the building? Like, you know, they have, oh. like, different colors, right? I think, like, orange yeah. or yellow. Like, how do yeah. you guys think about that? I I actually think the outside of the, of, um, the Imagination Pavilion... It looks good. Like, it, it does draw you in. Mm -hmm. My issue is when you go to the ride, the first area looks like a lobby, but it looks like a lobby that no one wants to be in. So, like, <laughs> it kind of comes across, like, unattractive. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, actually, I agree with Josh. You know, I, it, it, it does draw you in because it has nice colors. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to ever, you know, touch up the place. Because, you know, I know they have a tendency to let certain things look weird yeah they love to coast that's that's <laughs> a problem with disney is they love to coast on things i like the shapes i think that's will draw me in because yeah. the shapes it looks cool yeah and then like you get the colors at night too and the colors look amazing um of course like the the jumping fountains are awesome we i just saw them <laughs> but like one of my biggest things is like so your entrance uh area to journey into imagination when you walk in there like, you can see that there's stairs to go upstairs, but the upstairs is closed. 
So it turns into this issue where it's like, what are you doing with this? Like, you know, that that's one thing I, I think, too, is like, you know, they need a sponsor and they need to reopen the top half. And they need to upgrade the stuff that's there. Like, and they need to open it up. Like, the area needs to look inviting. Like, like I said, it looks like a lobby and it looks like a lobby to, like, a business center. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. Really quick, it just, it just hit me. And it, it might not sound like a great idea, but honestly, what I would do right now is... Do the small facelift, but also close that section, reopen uh, the ride, whether or not you change it, uh, bring back, you know, the the classic characters that we all, that people know. But not only that, but that top half, if you're not going to use it for, for, uh, was it, image uh, image works? Yeah. You could do a small little, I know it sounds stupid, but I I was like, you could do a small little show, have a host there in a lab coat, kind of, you know, take you around and, and... do small stuff with the imagination, have kids come up on the uh, stage and help them out with stuff with, like, small experiences. That's true. No, that's true. That would actually be really cool. Um, yeah, like, I know people hate Epcot for, like, its educational value and all that, but I actually, like, I've come to realize I love them for that. I love the idea of, like, you know, subtly teaching you things as you're having fun. It's like, learning? No, I don't <laughs> want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't, I don't like that place. <laughs> no, like, um, yeah, it's just like, like I said, my my bothering thing with them is it's just like, the top half is closed, the ride is crap, the <laughs> show is not worthwhile. Like, that's the thing is, you need me to like come in there and want to be in there. I agree. Also, the one thing I don't like at all is like they show too much screen, like. Like, yeah. like, like, TV screens, like, oh, I don't want to see that, you know? Yeah, like, and the CGI figment is so different from the animatronic figment. You're like... Uh, I mean, there's a reason why they uh, upgraded the Donald Duck ride to, like, actual characters. Because yeah. they realized, oh, the TV one, they it, it's failing, you know? No one cares about all this, you well, know? I mean, that's the thing is, like, we've discussed it before, uh, off mic, I'm pretty sure. And uh, we were talking about it. The screen was fun while it lasted because, you know, you got Donald dancing around and doing crazy things. But the animatronics. Yeah, exactly. Those are memorable. As a viewer, uh, as a person on the ride, we love to see the animatronic. It's like, oh, he's here. Yeah. I know my daughter, like, we've ridden that ride before. And when we we rode it the first time we went out there, uh, I kept trying to point out to her that it was Donald. And her reaction was like, yeah, it is Donald. Like, she didn't even care. This last time, when she saw the animatronic of him at the end, every time, she would be like, Donald! Donald! And she would point him out every time, even though we had seen the screens already with him on it, seeing him physically there, like, inspired her, where she was like, oh my god, it really is him. You know, like, I could picture, like, like your daughter and, like, other kids, like, if they see, like, the screen... I could just picture them, like, saying, oh, I could see them on my phone, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I see it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I feel like that's the reaction she really has, like, especially, like, you know, we, we, like we just said, Rio Del Tiempo, it seems like, because every time I, I try to point out to her what's going on on the screens, and her reaction seems to be just like, okay. Okay, cool. And that's what Universal is doing right now. <laughs> what a uh, genius idea. Yeah, Universal has gotten too big on the screen technology, but, I mean, it's, that's the thing, is it, it makes it, it doesn't make it memorable, so, like, eventually people just stop caring. hmm that's, that's the sadness. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think um, imagination is a great area. Like, uh, if they did bring back things the way they were. Like uh, like I said, like, this is an area, like, I don't care to be in right now. But 
it, like it's so full of opportunity and potential, especially with the whole idea of imagination. It's like, to me, it's it, it just seems odd that they like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too negative, but it's, it just seems like when you look at the area, it just seems like they just took it and they were just like, whatever. I agree, you know, and especially, you know, in uh, Disney Park, you know, the main thing is you're imagining, like, all of these characters, you know? Like, something, like, I don't know. That's the way I see it. Like, Disney, you, you're supposed to be there, like, I don't know. I don't know well, it's, it's even that, like, Disney is known for its storytelling. And that's one thing, too, that I noticed, that, and my wife even said about the original version of Journey into Imagination, is it's Disney-style storytelling and an attraction. But then when you get the new version... That's more like, I don't want to be too rude, but it it's more like, you know, kind of like uh, amusement park uh, storytelling. I was going to say universal storytelling, but <laughs> that's a, a bit rude. But, like, it's the storytelling of where it's just like, you know, like, no one cares. It's like, oh, here's a guy, and here's stuff happening, and you're just like, okay. I mean, it, it almost reminds me of, um, what was it, uh, uh, what's that stupid ride called? Disaster. At, oh, uh, yeah. Universal. That's what that's what the new version of Journey into Imagination with Figment reminds me of. It's got a guy with a lab coat presenting all this stuff, and you don't care. Overall, you just don't care. Like I said, I love your idea about the Inside Out, but like, like, like I said, I like my idea also with the Walt Disney Imagination. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that. I think that that would be cool. I mean, either one, whichever one they decide to choose of our ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to them. <laughs> No, but, um, <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, hopefully, though, in the future, because it still hasn't been officially announced what's going on with Epcot with the whole, you know, Walt Disney World adding in new things to everything. Uh, so, you know, the, the future is still bright for them. So yeah. it, we've still got a uh, bright and beautiful tomorrow that we're heading towards. The sad part, though, is that since it's so empty all the time, you can do literally any of these ideas or any outside ideas that you guys come up with and, and it's funny right because it's it's got nothing in it and and you could just close it and people would not care until yeah you build a new thing yeah i actually agree i was gonna say that too like uh the one good thing with this area is that the fact that it's so unpopular right now you could shut down the whole area and people wouldn't care that it's gone because it's like, well, no one's going there anyway. You can do these upgrades and get everything, uh, you know, bring on the attraction, rework it, and people aren't going to mind that it's not there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, that that's just how it is. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, like, for instance, the land. When they when they closed down Soren, it was just like, well, now everyone's not in here. Because that was the only thing bringing them yeah. into the land. Of course, for me. I was being brought <laughs> in for living with the land anyway. But... You know, uh, that's the thing, though. It's like this area, the Imagination Pavilion, doesn't have that. So it's like you could shut the whole area down, and people would just be like, okay, I'll just keep walking. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> if, if anything, they'll be excited. They're like, what? Will there be something here in the future to draw me back? <laughs> yes. Um, like I said, though, it, what I see is, like, we've got a lot of potential there. We presented some great ideas. I'm sure Disney Imagineers are already working on it, and... You know, I'm just happy to... I'm just waiting to see what they uh, announce. Maybe with the next D23. <laughs> you know, Hunter, with your comment, I could just picture a sign that says, Figment is uh, building another imagination or something stupid like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could the dream finder is, is searching. <laughs> it, it, it could say something like, Figment is building a new imagination for you. Like, it could be something like that. But, yeah, you know... Uh, 
Yeah, that's where, uh, that's <laughs> where I think we're good, though. You know, like we said, we, we do see the issues, but we're, we're, working, uh, we're working on it. The Imagineers have our ideas now, and uh, <laughs> we're just waiting for them to respond. We have hope with this ride. <laughs> Please. We, we have a lot of imagination. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Um, you can, of course, uh, hit us up on any social media. For me, it's going to be at Geo Disney. That's G-I-O Disney. Uh, on anything, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter3GATM. Or on Instagram, the Disney Guy Two Four. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram also, J One Eighty Two. But like, like me, Hunter said, just any questions, just ask Josh. Yeah, you can also email me at geodisney one one three at gmail dot com with any complaints you want, uh, whatever you've got. Um, I also wanted to say though, thank you again for listening. We do really appreciate all of uh, the love we get, and we love seeing that people are listening. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to thank you, Dave, for being a fan. (laughs) And uh, I also want to say thank you to George for producing our podcast and doing it all uh, high-tech for us so that we we don't seem ghetto. (laughs) We we, we thank you. We really do. (laughs) And uh, finally, though, uh, make sure to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, follow us on Spreaker. So uh, with that, uh, I guess see you guys next time. See ya. Adios, guys. Royal purple pigment, and there, voila! You got a figment, a figment of imagination. <laughs> Dreamfinder, I'm just right. Ah, uh, 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 not quite. Huh? I'll throw in a dash of childish delight. <laughs> Look, figment, some new friends have joined us. Can they imagine too? Of course, imagination is something that belongs to all of us. You mean? Everyone can think up new things. (laughs) That's right, Figment. And every spark.